You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Your favorite Christmas movie? What's that movie that you know that you want to watch every year at Christmas time? We're starting a series called Christmas at the Movies, and over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite Christmas movies and, and talking about some spiritual elements that's in each one of these. One of my favorite Christmas movies is the movie Elf. Some of you remember there's a little toddler named Buddy. And he's in an orphanage, and it's Christmas Eve, and he gets fascinated with a teddy bear, and he climbs into Santa's toy sack while Santa's eating some cookies, and he ends up at the North Pole, and he's raised by Papa Elf. How to be an elf, and he learns the code of elves. Celebrate every day like it's Christmas. There's room for everyone to be on the nice list. And the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing as loud as you possibly can so that all can hear and, and Buddy eventually grows up, though, and he finds out that he's a little bit different than the other elves. And he's not as talented as, as some of them, and, and he begins this journey of trying to find himself. And he ends up in New York, and he goes through some difficult times, but one of the things I love about Buddy is he has so much joy. Joy over simple things, such as skipping on a sidewalk or a revolving door, or seeing a dog or trying to hug a raccoon. We're saying the name Francisco, Francisco. You just see joy. He celebrates every day like it's Christmas. And during this Christmas season, some of us, we, we are so excited because we love this time. We love the decorations. We love seeing the lights. We love the Christmas food, especially the cookies and the peanut butter fudge and the tamales. We love to be together with family. And, and it's just a wonderful time as we get to sing some of those Christmas songs that we love to sing. But at the same time, Christmas can be a little stressful, can't it? Sometimes we have so many things going on in our calendar. We have, we have Christmas parties and we have people to, to go and see and, and we have guests coming in or we need to get our house ready and we're trying to have this perfect Christmas. We want to have the perfect Christmas decorations and we want the food to be perfect and, and, and we just run around and we're trying to find the perfect Christmas gift and then sometimes money is tied on top of that. And then for some, maybe there's a loved one that's not around this year that you miss and, and so Christmas is a little painful for you. So sometimes it's a little hard to, to have joy. I, I, I think lots of people are looking for joy if you notice in most commercials, they're all selling the same thing. They're selling joy. They do it in different ways, but they're selling joy. They, they promise you, if you buy this product, you will have joy. If you buy this dress or these jeans or this perfume or this cologne or this car or you name it, you will have joy. If you eat at my restaurant, you will have joy. And although we as Christians, we know that that's not actually where you find joy, we can fall into that trap. Maybe you don't fall into the commercial trap, but maybe you fall into what Mark Batterson calls the win-then trap. When this happens, then I will have joy. When all of the Christmas parties are done, then I can have joy. I can relax. 
when all my papers are graded, if you're a teacher, you can relate to this. When all my papers are graded, then I can relax and have joy. When I get a raise or when I get a promotion, I can have joy. Or when I retire, I can have joy. Or when I get a house or when I get, have kids or when I get married. Or, or you fill in the blank. When this happens, then I will have joy. And, and, and I think it's a trap because we think something has to happen before we can have joy. But what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? In Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says this. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. I think you'd be terrified as well if you were out there tending sheep, and all of a sudden an angel shows up, and you see the glory of God's presence, his radiance all around, and it would shake me up. So they were terrified, but the angel says, reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Now, what is this joy? The Savior, yes, the Messiah Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. That joy is not found in a circumstance, not found in a product, but joy is found in Jesus. That Jesus came to bring joy to this earth. You look at Galatians 5, to 23, and we see this is what we call the fruits of the Spirit. When God's Spirit is working in you, you'll have certain types of fruit. And one of those fruits is joy, that we will have, have joy in our life when the Holy Spirit is working in our life. Psalm 118.24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That joy is a choice. That each and every day that we wake up, no matter what we go through, we can choose to have joy. I think about Philippians 4.4. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Or as I memorized it as a kid, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Well, what's funny about this is that Philippians is known as the happiest book in the Bible. You see the word joy and rejoice over and over in it. But Paul is writing this from a prison cell. In tough times, he's talking about joy and rejoicing over and over again. If you look in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, and they are in prison in the city of Philippi. Their crime is they cast an evil spirit from a slave girl who were telling fortunes. And her, her slave owners didn't like this because they lost some money from this. And so they have Paul and Silas beaten and thrown in prison into the inner part of the prison. And they're going through some tough times. There's no chance of getting out. They're being mistreated. And look at in Acts 16, verse 25, what happens. It says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of God, and other prisoners were listening. See, joy isn't dependent on your circumstance. In the process of being beaten and being in a dirty old prison, here they are, they are choosing joy. Paul and Silas are choosing joy. They choose to pray and they choose to sing. And if you notice, other people are listening. Other people are, are, are listening in this. If you keep on reading, there's an earthquake that takes place, and it's an opportunity for them to flee, but they choose not to flee, and instead they minister to a jailer. The jailer takes them home, takes care of their wounds, and guess what? Paul and Silas share Christ with him and his whole family, and it's past midnight, and they get baptized. And joy is contagious. 
When, when people are joyful, it makes an impact on others. And there's lots of things that we can't control. Genetics, illness, inflation, the economy, traffic, weather. There's all kinds of things we can't control. But we can choose, we can control how we respond to these situations. We can choose joy. We can choose to sing in the darkness. We can choose to pray in the darkness. We can choose to smile and laugh even in the midst of the valley. And we can choose to treat every day like it's Christmas. And you know, one of my favorite things as a parent was when my kids were small, it was, it was so awesome to watch them at Christmas time. They had so much joy. They wanted to wake up and, and they couldn't wait to unwrap their presents. And I love to watch the little kids to this day around Christmas time. Us as adults, sometimes we lose that joy. We, we lose that excitement. But Christmas is that time that we remember Jesus was born and he came into this, this world. And yes, it's messy at times, but guess what? Joy isn't dependent on our circumstance. And one of the things that I mentioned earlier is that joy is contagious. When we have joy, it can change other people. Well, when you choose to have joy, it can change your workplace. It can change your neighborhood. It can change your family. It, it can make a difference. See, life isn't, doesn't have to be perfect for us to be joyful. Happiness is external. It's dependent on circumstances. But joy is internal. It's when the Holy Spirit works in our life and we choose to have joy. I think it was Max Lucado that once said this. Death doesn't have to take your joy because, because Jesus is greater than death. Failure doesn't have to take your joy because Jesus is greater than sin. Uh, your failure doesn't define you. Betrayal doesn't have to take your joy because even though people let us down, Jesus will never leave us. And sickness doesn't have to take your joy because God has promised, whether on this side of the grave or on the other, that he will heal us. My friend John Weiss defined joy this way. He said, it's a natural response to the grace of God. And joy and grace share the same root word in Greek. And if grace is the love of God, then joy is the response to that love. See, joy isn't dependent on our circumstances or external forces. It's a response to the activity of God in our lives. Even when things are crazy and things are tough, we, joy helps us see that God is still working. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was especially overwhelmed in life. I had a family member that I loved deeply that was going through a very difficult time, a serious illness, and, and things just didn't look good. There were some things going on at church that, that was a little overwhelming. And, and it was just, it seemed like one wave after another just kind of kept on hitting me. H have you ever been there? It seems like nothing will go right. And it seems like everywhere you turn, there's something negative going on. And I remember I was going to the gym and I was praying to God and just kind of telling him everything. And, and you had those moments where God just kind of speaks to you through a song. Well, there was a song on the radio that played and it's a song that I've sent some of you. Some of you. But it was a song called Into the Sea, It's Gonna Be Okay by Tasha Layton that just spoke to my heart. It's exactly what I needed to hear. And this is what the course says. Though the mountains may be moved into the sea, though the ground beneath might crumble and give away, I hear my father singing over me, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I just needed to hear those words. I just needed to hear those words. And to me, that's the essence of joy. 
It's reminding myself that it's going to be okay. Not because everything is perfect. Not because things aren't messy at times. Not because things are always going to be easy. But I know that my Father is with me. I know that Jesus is working in my life even when I can't see it. And so my question for you today is, will you choose joy? Will you choose joy? I want you to look for some ways to practice joy this week. I want you to meditate on Psalm 118.24 this week. I want you to read that every day and I want you to meditate on it. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it.